Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Now, we know of the two Michaels. Michaels Corbett, Corbett and Spavor. Michael Spavor sentenced to 11 years in prison by China earlier in the week. They haven't yet sentenced Michael Corbett. Ronald Schellenberg had his death sentence upheld by Chinese appeals court. And from what I understand, uh, the appeals courts in China uphold the lower court's decisions about 99% of the time. So you don't have much of a chance when you go to the appeals process. But I wonder sometimes how the families do and how the families feel and what happens to the families of those people who are um, held hostage, whether it's by a state like China or whether it was Abu Sayyaf, the ISIS-supporting terrorist group in the Philippines. And I used to speak with... um, Gord Bibby and his cousin, Benice, about their cousin and brother, Robert Hall, who was murdered by Abu Sayyaf. And Gord Bibby is going to be joining us shortly to talk about how the federal government, in fact, deals with families. Want to know? want to talk about that. I think it's very important that you know this. But let's start with the issue of China and where we stand with uh, Beijing and the ambassadors to this country from China quite regularly dress us down while they're in Canada. They use pretty undiplomatic language to describe us. We, of course, run for the thesaurus to try to not offend Beijing. At least that's my assessment. Uh, Gordon Holden is former Canadian diplomat to China, director emeritus of the China Institute at the University of Alberta, political (laughs) science professor at the University of Alberta as well. Professor Holden, thank you very much for coming on the program. I want to ask you a generic question first. Do you think China is going to try to capitalize on the fact that Canada is engaged in a federal election? Will they be trying to work us? Well, I think they do watch carefully domestic politics in this country. They will, I'm not saying they'll try to interfere perhaps in the way the Russians did in the United States, but they will not hesitate to take advantage if they see advantage available to them. Okay. And take advantage of whatever they assume or define as taking advantage of us. Exactly. And quite frankly, when we divide ourselves on an issue in a partisan way, sometimes it gives an opening for another side to play one against the other. I'm of the old school. I like it sometimes. It doesn't always work when you have politics starts stops at the tidewater. But when these issues drag on for a long time, like China-Canada relations, there will be a partisan difference, and I understand that. Yeah, we used to call it disinformation. Maybe we still do. What do you say about China's behavior? Are they behaving as expected as far as the two Michaels and Mr. Schellenberg are concerned? Well, I think they're playing true to form. Perhaps in the Schellenberg case, even I was taken aback when they didn't just turn down his appeal of 50 to 15 year sentence, didn't just increase it, but actually ramped up to the death penalty. And that, to me, was was particularly shocking. It, I was expecting nothing better or somewhat worse, perhaps, as an outcome. But just Mr. Schellenberg's incredible bad luck was launching his appeal just a couple of weeks before um, Madame Mong was arrested. And that's just a really um, a bad, unfortunate timing for him. I don't think he's going to get off. I didn't think his sense would be reduced. But that gave an opportunity fell in their lap to send a signal. 
I hesitate to ask this question, but you never know if family or friends are listening. But do you believe they will, in fact, execute Mr. Schellenberg? Well, I I believe that the um, both of the two Michaels will return back to Canada. Um, what I can't do, and I wish I, if the family is listening, I could provide them with some some clear guidelines or hope. Uh, I think it could be months. It could be years. So Schoenberg's case is a tougher one. Um, if he is fortunate, I don't really mean that fortunate, but if he, the best, one of the better outcomes for him would be, and the Chinese do this sometimes, they commute a death sentence to something called a suspended death sentence, where you stay on death row for two years. On good behavior at that point, it gets converted to a life sentence. Perhaps down the road, he gets deported. But for the two Michaels, if you'd asked me in December of 2018 that I think it'd be solved by now, I would have quite honestly answered yes. Now I'm uncertain. Yeah, there are a thousand days in just a week or two weeks. It's a, it's a, it's a long time. But these aren't the only ones. Uh, other countries have um, not quite as high-profile pro, high cases as we have with the two Michaels. Uh, and we're not necessarily ones that are so closely linked to something that that other country has done, as our case, the extradition request for Madame Mung. But uh, this is not a rare thing. It doesn't happen every day. But uh, there would be several dozen people, probably at any given time, who fit into that category of why are they detained, and there'd be some reason other than their presumed guilt. Uh, Professor Holden, it's all about uh, Madame Meng to uh, the Xi administration and to Beijing. But is it is it beyond that? Is it not just uh, about her, but also China saving face at the same time? Well, this is a proud country, and you're right about saving face. I think it's a little bit true about every country, but it's especially true about China. They don't want to, particularly for their own domestic audience. You could say, well, it's a communist country they don't care about that the people think, but they actually do. And they don't want to be seen by their populace to be weak. And so another country does something that makes China unhappy, as in detain Meng. I think it's domestically good politics for them to strike back, even if it strikes us as completely arbitrary and unfair. What about uh, our federal government, the, the current government, Mr. Trudeau particularly, who's expressed a fondness before he became prime minister for China's way of governing. Uh, is he, has he been too soft, too gentle with China just until recently? I think he's taken a bit of a harder stand now, but was he too soft in dealing with them? Well, I think we may all have been to that to some extent, and that would include him as well. I worked for multiple liberal and conservative governments, um, multiple prime ministers that traveled to, to Canada, starting with, he was out of office then, but, but um, actually he was still in office. His father, Prime Minister Trudeau, and all of the prime ministers since, I worked on their visits in some fashion. I think we were um, excessively optimistic in the way that China would evolve. It went from a very inefficient economy to a very hyper-efficient economy, uh, people became relatively wealthy by comparison of where they were before. There was a lot of, of wishful thinking, I think, in retrospect about evolution of their political system. None of that happened, only on the economic side. 
And I think that this, also the Chinese were very happy when Prime Minister Trudeau was elected because they figured like his father, he would be able to improve the relationship, send it in a good direction. None of that has panned out at all. So I think people are, are disappointed all around, Canadians especially, but the Chinese as well who had expectations that this would be a, they used the word, they used the word golden era. Not so. Now, what do you expect from China? This is more a generic question than anything else, but what do you expect from China going forward? Because we hear a great deal of concern expressed about their global ambitions, uh, what, what they, their ambitions for, for well, the Canadian Arctic and, and so on. What do you expect of, from China? Well, I think more of the same, but much more of the same. Uh, they, the balance between the United States and China is still shifting. Uh, and shifting in China's favor. I'm not saying it'll be there forever, but I was on a uh, moderating a panel um, where the Chinese, former Chinese ambassador to the United States, they just changed. This was about what about six months ago, and he said, "Look, we've got four times the population of the United States. It would not be unrealistic that we have at least double the economy. So if those economies are about the same now, one can imagine 10, 20, 30 years they could have twice the size of the economy." And if they wish to spend the money, they could have twice the size of military uh, in, ter- in terms of capacity. So that'll be a very interesting formula and calculation going forward in this century if those ambitions are realized. So I'd say more of the same behavior, but, but becoming rather more bullshit and expansionist in their policies over time, gradually. If you want to hear more, Subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.